0: Hello and welcome to the night we stand podcast in association with Betfred. It is pre-match and it is April, so that means another dead rubber for Manchester United in terms of the league because I don't really hold out much hope of them getting top four. And there is also protest plans today um, ahead of the game against the club's ownership once again. It's probably sounding quite familiar. Um, During the podcast, I'm going to speak to a Norwich fan who has managed to run all the way from Carroll Road to Old Trafford ahead of today's game. And also I'm going to meet up in the toll gate um, with some of the leaders of the protest um, from a group called the 1958. I'm going to find out what they're about and what what the reasoning is around the protest today. I'm also going to have the usual chat with the Sellers post-match and hopefully they might be in a better mood than they have been in previous weeks. It's currently Mm -hmm. one o'clock and I am outside the Tallgate, which is probably about a mile from Old Trafford. And I'm going to meet up with some lads to have a chat about what they hope to gain from today's protests and what the message is behind it, really, because obviously United have a very divided fan base and many people have tried and failed to unite it. We'll see what their plan is. Thanks. Probably singing somewhere. With me, I've got some representatives from United 1958 regarding today's protest. Um, just a simple one, lads, what started this off? We basically had enough of social medias, toxicity,
1: that everyone's getting like split at the seams, the biggest fan base in the world. I've never seen anything like that. You know, if we ever had a problem with the club, we're talking amongst ourselves in a pub, on the way home, on the coaches, whatever, and all of a sudden everyone wanted to jump on the bandwagon, slaughter the club, so... We pulled off social media and um, put a group together on WhatsApp, on yeah. 20-odd Reds. And out of that, the 1958 was born. Great ideas, everyone collaborating, everyone unified, positivity. And that goes to show you what a bit of positivity can do for the club.
0: Yeah, is exactly that similar to you?
2: Yeah, so we've got a massive passion and energy within the 58 we're all like-minded we all love the club generations of our family were in the club so we know all about you know the history the traditions the culture about fan culture um, and we want to make a difference nobody was stepping up we didn't want to step up we was hoping bus would do that we did actually put a tweet out for them hoping they would be a little bit contrite and and say you know have some accountability we're waiting for answers Not, no transparency nobody's got a clue what's going on uh, yeah, so this is all about all about the, the match-going fan and the world, the worldwide fan base to get together. We've all got a common goal. It's not about agenda. It's not about factions. It's about getting our club back for the next generation and giving it them in the same state that my granddad handed it over to me.
0: Yeah, um, just just to touch on that because you mentioned mentioned Moss there. We've obviously got a real disunited fan base at the moment with different perspectives. Raging for a militant approach to boycotts, some want to negotiate with the club, um, and they would uh, claim it's achieved concessions, obviously it's frustrating, but how do we overcome that hurdle that everybody's got such a different idea of how to go about this?
2: Well yeah, I mean, we've all got the same goal, right? we want, we want mm. new owners, we want the owners out, we want them to uh, you know treat the club like a football club, and not prostituting it around to the next sponsor, um, and just diluting the brand. and, and what the club's all about the history it's just completely decaying uh, and we're not going to stand by and watch it rot to nothing so we've got we've got we got some really clever people in the 58 and we all work really well together almost just by luck by fluke everybody just works really well together and we've got some uh, some big plans and multifaceted plans that will involve the worldwide global reds out there the match going reds and hopefully any other kind of, you know, outlier of these factions will come along with us and fight for the same goal, which is what we want. You got anything to add to that? Um, pretty much what's
1: just been said. I'll reiterate that in the same fashion. It is about the the, the primary goal is to end the current ownership of the club. Yeah. You know, as as was just said, we've been prostituted left, right, and centre. Um, everyone's jumped on board to make money on the back of the club, we've um, not bothered about on-field activities or match-going fans, even to the point where now there's a label "top reds." You know, all this has got to stop. We're all reds. We're all United fans. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm a cockney red, as you gather from the accent. We travel all around the world watching United, whether it's Euro away's tours. Um, home and away and um, there's a unity amongst the match going fans and we want to be able to shed that with everyone and and, and bring us back together we don't care where you're from if you're red and you support the club
0: in the right way then you're one of us I was really interested in what you mentioned just there about getting the message out to the worldwide um, sort of supporters and that was sort of a question I had for later but do you have a message to all those like anti-GLazer supporters, regardless of the action they choose, and you know how what you know what are the strategies to try and get to that worldwide voice? Yeah.
2: So everybody's got a part to play. This isn't, this isn't just about the, the 58 or match going fans. Everybody, sometime during this this fight, this battle to get the, rid of these these parasites, someday will have a part to play. So if everybody does their bit and it's all on the same same page. And we coordinate those efforts, then we'll make it really uncomfortable for the Glazers, really uncomfortable. And that's attacking. Things, things have been done before, but we don't feel it's been done in a targeted, organised fashion. It's a bit almost like a scattergun approach. Um, and we have some other things under our sleeve as well. Um, like I said, we have a lot of clever people in the 58, which was pure luck how we came together. Um, and the support we've had so far has been like really humbling, if um, I want to a better word. Um, but yeah, we really just want to unite the fan base and um, get everybody on the same page. And, and yeah, this I'd is really a like start, that. right?
0: Yeah. I really like that idea because, I mean, you know, over the years, there's just been such so many different factions of United support. Andy's um, article this morning um, touched on it as well. Um, with regards to what's gone on so far, um, I have detected some anger recently directed at the players um, valid anger at that, and um, with, with other protests. Is that about them as well as the ownership? Yeah, I mean,
2: it comes down from the
0: ownership. I mean,
2: our analogy in the '58 is like it's like a family, and if you've got parents in that family, and you're not you're not bringing up your siblings in the same way, i.e. the rest of the club, the players, it drips down, and that has just dripped down to the pitch. You can tell by their attitude, at particular Everton game last week. Um, there's a lot of a lot of us really really angry at the way the players walked off the pitch afterwards um, you know it's about respect both ways uh, we, we, we will always support the club we will always support the the, the, the the players but it needs to be it, we need cleaning it just needs an absolute you know wrecking ball taking to the place and uh, rebuilding again so what's today's plans then? Oh. as you can see from where we are there's
1: quite a good turnout here um, we've had anti-glazer songs taking place just to unite the fan base if it leaves from here and we leave united and we take a march down to the stadium it'd be peaceful um, we want families with their kids to take part they're the future yeah. you know um, my, my boy is educated on everything from united not just from when he was born he knows the history we want to carry on that it's an education we want them to love the club support the club in the right way and um, hopefully at the, the end of the day it's just unity and get everyone back on board and um, if we can start basically piecing everyone back together again you know there's no reason why this won't domino and snowball effect and gather pace and momentum and then when people see that this is for the greater good we'll have more people jump on board and then hopefully we've got some more voices and vocal power to um, take the message across to the hierarchy and to anyone else that wants to listen like your good selves.
0: Yeah, lads, it's been a pleasure. And just one last question before you go, then. So, in terms of like how long this will take and um, what the plan is, do you do you perceive it to be like a militant approach or calling for boycotts or is it negotiation sort of um, type of thing?
2: Yeah, I think it. I think it takes as long as it takes, right? I mean, we've no idea how this how this will pan out. Um, this is just a start. We just we know it's going to be. A long battle. History tells us that with the Glazers, right? We know what they know what they're about, but we will make it absolutely as uncomfortable as possible for them. You know, we're all about peaceful and legal protests. As you've seen from our tweets, family. It's all about you know, bringing the next generation. I think that's one thing that's happened in the past. It's always been about. We've not had the full generation of Reds right now, from young to old to the militants, and we want to bring all those guys together um, and you know, fight the same fight, really. Just lastly, on the name, what's the reason for that? Yeah, we thought long and hard about the name and we appreciate that, you know, the 58 holes, a lot of emotive uh, things will happen with, with the tragedy, um, but we wanted to, you know, we have people in the family who went through that back in the day. Um, you know, we appreciate the, the emotion that's behind it, um, but it just serves as a reminder, um, you know, that you know we, we have to rise like like the Phoenix I know it's kind of folklore people argue it's an eagle people, we're not bothered if it's a robin or a sparrow but you know my granddad told me it was it was a Phoenix on that Wembley 58 badge and uh, you know we want to kind of have that as a symbol um, for uh, for you know getting our club back and um, you know serving as a reminder that we can't be fleeced we won't be taken for
0: granted and, uh, and we will we'll overcome this thanks a lot lads really appreciate your time you. with me I've got Mark Laws who's a Norwich fan from near Norwich you mentioned. Um, Mark how have you got here today? Well today uh, and for the last seven days I've been
3: on foot mate so 201 miles on foot all the way from Carrow Road to Old Trafford. God I can't believe that so you've, you've ran all the way there how, how many stopovers and where? When you say ran all the way I ran <laughs> some of the way, yeah. I walked some of the way and I limped some of the way yeah, so yeah. I had so it's on seven days so I had six nights in the middle so uh, Mother-in-laws first night, my parents the second night, and then yes. four hotels. Started this morning in uh, Dizzley Grizzly, which was actually quite nice, right. and then uh, 14 miles here to Old Trafford. And what are you doing it for, Mark? So, six, six charities. My brother-in-law was a die-hard United fan. Cool. Um, he was a season ticket holder over the over the years and from from Norfolk, uh, we used to go to Norwich matches. I'm a Norwich fan, we, uh, so we used to go and watch big matches there. He passed away last year with Covid, 31 years old with a five, six-year-old son and 13-year-old stepson, so it's a real tough time for the family, so... On one hand i'm raising money for charity on the other hand i'm raising awareness of health fitness exercise well-being i'm not trying to preach anything i mean that's what i do for a living but yeah. it's not it, it's not hard it's not rocket science i'm just like if someone can go and walk a mile that they weren't going to happy days and i've had all the way along i've had people who have been sort of moaning because they've now had to go and do a five-mile run because they've seen me do 30 miles so it's
0: it's having the desired effect yeah, so you 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 know that that's a, a great cause. It must have got you through the toughest times on the walk, or the run, or whatever you call it. Absolutely, it did. Yeah, and I sort of I
3: just I kept saying, sort of saying to myself when I wanted to stop, I like would Jamie swap places with me now, and of course he would because he would he would swap. One more bedtime story, one more pint with his mates, one more trip to Old Trafford for some blisters and a few hurty knees that that will die down in a few days. So, so yeah, uh, him and so many others would swap places in a in a heartbeat. So the the physical pain is yeah. nothing really. No, that's dead
0: inspiring because I can't even run a 10k so at the moment. So yeah, <laughs> well you can have to now tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I will. I promise. <laughs> yeah. So um, Norwich then. Moving on to Norwich, um, become a bit of a yo-yo club recently. Um, there, have, there has tended to be like a, an attempt to play a decent style, but is that working against you? What What are your thoughts as an Norwich fan? How can you counter this um, yo-yo tendency at the moment? I think the only
3: without spend too much money too quickly, and you can shoot yourself in the foot further down the line because you yeah. you need like development and yeah. youth and stuff like that. But it'd be nice if we spent a little bit, just a bit, yeah, just yeah. to buy like one one Premier League player rather than a load of nobody's but we've got some good signings that have just come in. Dean, I like Dean Smithy, I think he's done a decent job. Uh, yeah, we're a yo-yo team, but I don't know, another three points today, we do a Leicester, um, Newcastle at home next week, before you know it. yeah. If you, if you give us three points today, we'll give you six next year. Happy days. <laughs> yeah.
0: So you mentioned there about Dean Smith, um, Daniel fight was sacked earlier on in the season, was that harsh or was you in favour of that? And are you happy with Dean Smith? Uh happy with dean smith yeah uh,
3: he he was there last week to to send me off and he was a bloody nice guy yeah. he went above and beyond and, he, and he, yeah, so he he's done a good job with what he's got at his disposal um before that fuck was sacked like he, he he was doing all right he had just won like two games and when, when they when they sacked him and i sort of that might have turned we might have gone on a bit of a run it might have made a difference but who knows it's like hindsight's a wonderful thing isn't it it's sort of I think the decision was probably made before we got the results with one eye well yeah yeah, someone who's probably got a very good reputation for getting back up out of the championship but we want to be a little bit more ambitious than that I was a bit shocked
0: a minute ago because I detected a bit of optimism in your voice um, about (laughs) staying up Um, what's what's the script there because I'd I have to be honest, I've wrote you off. Well, mate, I've
3: just run 200 miles, and when you when you start 200 miles from Old Trafford and you've got a long way in front of you, you've got no choice but to be optimistic. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> so you've probably caught me on the wrong day. I, if you'd have asked me, if, you, if we hadn't got any points from Burnley, we were done and dusted. And even so, now coming here, what have we had about five points from here in 20 years? So yeah. one win in the Premier League uh, era, so... United are on the ropes but they're, they've, got, they've got too much class but Newcastle at home next week Like Watford are rubbish Burnley have just sacked Dyche Everton, Jesus Christ where's that come from so you never know Like <laughs> yeah. we're bad but there might just be a few others
0: that are worse so I think we might have a bit of a stab at but I don't know Tell us about your, your shining lights this season you've obviously got Pookie up front who always tends to put a shift in um, you've got Josh Sargent who came from the German League Brandon Williams, who is from this manner, um, Billy Gilmore. Um, what What have the positives and negatives been in
3: terms of players this season? Um, I think Max Arons in two words. Yeah. As a as a right back, or right, he's probably not going to walk into any team in the Premier League, but he he would definitely walk into most, certainly all the mid-table teams and yeah. like the. There should be some top six, top eight teams. Just worth having a sniff around him because yeah, he—he's yeah. he, he's quality, quality player, um, and a bit experience at the back. Tim Cruel, Angus Gunn—they've been—they've been doing all right considering their—they're uh, they're getting absolutely peppered left, right, and centre. Pookie's got some goals, a class goal uh, at Newcastle. He can finish. He just needs better service. That's like fingers crossed. Get to the summer. Even if we don't stay up, just some wide players would be nice. Someone a little bit creative. Billy Gilmore's been a good signing. He's had a few little niggles and injuries, and he's not played quite as much as I'd like, but. Um,
0: See what happens. I think um, you know if you did go down, and I'm, you know talking hypothetically because I don't want to spoil your optimism. <laughs> but um, you know if you did, do you think that's why Norwich end up coming back up so quickly though? Because they don't tend to get all after team poached and they don't tend to pay him ridiculous money so that they have to sell them when they go back down.
3: Yeah, I think you're right. It's like considering at the moment climate where you've got so many clubs in the Premier League that are run like businesses where people oh, they don't care about the football so much they're more interested in how can we cream some money out of it for our yeah. other interests whereas Norwich is run from the outside looking in it looks like it's run like a very a very well run club from a football perspective and as a as a stable football business uh, not just someone trying to cash in and uh, and stick some money in their back pocket so so yeah they they, they don't they don't splash out stupid wages. They don't. They don't spunk money where where it's unnecessary. Which is probably why they're then so stable in the championship. We're just annoying. We need another league. We're too good for the championship, and we're not good yeah. enough for the Premier League. It's like it's no, Mark. it has been absolutely lovely chatting to you. Just tell us where we can donate to. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. So on um, there's a link in the match day program for anyone who's here today. That that link will go live on Tuesday, and that's like a um, a central part. So if you can't decide. What charity to, to donate to it just go, it'll be split in all of them. But if I am, um, if you use Instagram or Facebook, you find you can find me at Mark Laws 2011. I'm not fishing for followers because you'll be very, very bored <laughs> very quickly, um, unless you're into whiskey and dogs and crap like that. Yeah. But in my Instagram bio, there's a link that will take you to all six charities: the Widowed and Young, Winston's Wish. Norwich and, Norfolk, or Norfolk and Norwich Hospital, uh, Miles for Meals, and then the Norwich City and the Manchester United Community Foundation. So, yeah, um, most people listen to this, like right? the, the local causes, Manchester United Foundation's on there, and uh, any penny will be
0: greatly appreciated. No, I have a lot of admiration for that, Mark, and um, well done on your walk, stroke, run. Real, thanks, Hunt. Yeah, and good enjoy good the day, future. mate. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thank Take you. care, mate. Cheers, mate. Yeah. bye
4: Governments in various countries... Want to control every part of your life and clamp down on your digital freedom? So that's one reason why we use Express VPN to protect our networks from being monitors. See, your internet provider can keep logs of your internet activity. This includes stuff like the sites you've visited, how much time you've spent on them. What's worse, the government can get them to cough this up whenever they want. If you use ExpressVPN, your internet activity is shielded. Their app works by rerouting 100% of your network data through their secure encrypted servers to keep your activity private. ExpressVPN's you. If your VPN connection ever drops, network data is immediately stopped from entering or leaving your device to keep your privacy from being compromised It's a kill switch that you control. All it takes is one easy tap of the button for ExpressVPN to secure all of your devices. So stop letting people spy on you. Take back your privacy and your freedom at expressvpn.com forward slash united. If you do that, you get three months extra free. That's expressvpn.com forward slash united. ExpressVPN com united.
0: It's post-match after a entertaining home win over Norwich. Um, probably made a lot harder than it should have been. Um, with me I've got Anthony Bloom and John Ashton. Lads, um, what, did, what did you see of it? What did you think? Um, a lot of discussion over the team selection, but
5: really, um, probably struggled a bit more than we should, probably should have done. Well, if you start with team selection, I mean, that's where the problem comes from. I mean, I wouldn't play Paul Pogba next to Roy Keane, let alone Jesse Lingard as your two older midfielders. Um, it was always going to create chances, but it was also going to get exposed. Um, started bright enough, scored with a couple of chances, a couple of great goals, but then they just completely lost control of the midfield when you needed someone to, to put a foot on there. Um, what, what, what's more galling, though, is, is the fact that you've got two midfielders there, and they've got about four months of a contract between them left. Um, yeah you know, you know why, why, why are they still getting games for you Manchester United and you have seeing at the end how toxic it turned in terms of Paul Pogba and yeah I, I find the whole the thing today was just I, I don't know it's just not a nice place to be is it at I the minute mean, and even though you've won the game it's it's a proper papering over cracks thing and, and again you'll get all the, the usual stuff about where would we to be about Ronaldo and all that stuff but um, obviously he's carried United today and they've, they've got the points but um, you're talking about one of the worst teams in Premier League history and I think this they have they, scored eight, eight away goals this season. And they've just like got twenty percent of their away goals at all Trafford in ninety minutes today. Yeah. Uh, and and he could
6: have scored four to five. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah I, I thought they played play well today to be fair, but it's hey, United? Uh, Norwich. <laughs> no, no, not United, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Norwich I'm on the belt. So, No, the United started off alright but again they just lose concentration, don't they, after they're just going through the motions after the time. And um looking at it again the old the old place today was just bad tempered wasn't it you saw at the end of the game with what happened with uh, that individual who I won't name because he annoys me that much um, but yeah it's just
0: a, it's, I just want the end of the season now it's yeah. just it's horrendous you know I, I sense that you're all you know you're, you're all anti-Paul Pogba which you know I, I don't like him to be to be quite honest and I think that United are um, right to feel a bit dischanged as to you know his commitment and effort for the club over the years as well. You know he's had mm-hmm. more than um, ample opportunity to put right um, rumblings that his agent has kicked off. And yep. you know for me that that's that's when I sort of think he's like United down. Um, but are we actually creating this situation by playing him still? Yeah, because they shouldn't like John said they shouldn't be playing off them
6: lads who are out there. I know the that the club are probably looking at it. Oh, we're still. We're still in a race for a, a fourth place finish and that, but it's just they're not like half of them out there, they're not even bothered. now. I just I just find it ridiculous Some, some of them don't deserve to be any not even on the bench anymore, that's how bad it is. The
5: thing with the thing with <clears throat> is it's glaringly obvious to anyone with half a brain that he's got no intention of signing the contract at United he's, he's kept some stringing along because it's Manchester United this isn't this isn't a small club where you just say yeah fair enough you know you can, you can announce six months time that you're going to leave and go there it's Manchester United you, you'd never get away with that he's clearly not going anywhere uh, sorry he's, he's clearly not staying sorry he's, he's obviously disappearing but he's not had the balls to come out and say that he's, he doesn't want to stay but, but after what he's, I mean we, we paid eight, what if 80 odd millions to get him back yeah. I mean he's a cheeky but he should be staying saying I'll play for free just to give us some of the money back, He took he cost United about 140 million quid in five years in wages mm. and wages, and it, oh Christ, it's just not, not to, a to mention
6: he has his little uh, order every but, few
5: months. But honestly, so. even if he said he'd stay and play for free, I'd still fuck him off.
0: Yeah, um, I, I, yeah. I sort of agree because I, I just think he's a he's a sign now of everything that's, that's become thing. wrong of the yeah. you know post-Ferguson Man United, and I think there's a couple of other players that fall into that category. But my point is, is that this toxic toxicity today. You know, in my eyes, it's been created by, as much as uh, by ourselves as Paul Pogba. Because why are we even, you know, playing him? You know, we've got all of these yeah. young that, lads on the bench. We've got Matic who yeah. you know, seemed really keen when he came on matter.
5: Well, because I, game, I still you know? think there's people within the club, and especially because of the way the United works, it's not like thinking to stuff. Oh, we'll just get rid of him. They'll, they'll be looking at it purely from a financial mm. perspective. Yeah. They've got a 60 million pound asset, and the United are bending over backwards to try and make him stay, rather than just saying, if you don't want to be here piss off and that's what's annoying and that's that's one of the thing you know when people say about the, the glazers and they put money in this any other club would just say right if you don't yeah. want to be here and we want to win trophies disappear but we're not we're purely thinking from a financial perspective yeah. what can we do to make sure he stays so we don't lose that 50 million quid the, asset off the balance they're looking
6: the, i said it before they're looking at names the 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 more concerned about a name i mean you look at liverpool now for example they're playing our ball with their arguably they're the best player in Salah. Yeah. And they're they're not gonna break a certain wage structure to keep him. They're being firm with him. United, if that was on the other foot, United'd be bending over backwards for him now. They'd offer him double
0: what he's asking for. Yeah, and that was the whole thing yeah. with Igeo, weren't it, years yeah. ago. It was like paying what he wants. Well, yeah. no, don't pay him what he wants because you know yeah. it creates uh, a gonna, problem in exactly. your squad, yeah. And I, I, I do actually have a lot of sort of admiration for what Liverpool are doing there because, you know, whilst it's really tempting to try and keep him, they also know that Mo Salah won't score half as many goals in another team as he does yeah, in Liverpool. He's, he's all to...
5: To, do you remember all, all the years? Yeah. How many times did we moan about us not getting these big name players because yeah. they wouldn't break the wage structure? And, and it, you know, and you could see why that what the impact of that wage structure is because the moment you, the moment you give David De Gea four hundred grand a week or whatever else, you your squad players then aren't looking at the market as being. You know the market rate in terms of what other, other players are on at other clubs looking at the market rate suddenly becomes what Manchester United are paying mm. so your Marcus Rashford does go well if De Gea's on 400 grand a week surely I'm worth 250 Maguire goes well surely I'm worth you know and yeah. that, 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 that snowball sets the tone that. for it of course it yeah. does and yeah. I think that's where Liverpool can see it now and, and obviously people are saying well it'll cost you more to, to get rid of Salah it'll cost you more to replace him there's no guarantees but it's the knock on effect that it has the, the, the moment you give someone that stupid amount of money you set the bar yeah. for, for your future contracts that come forward. And that's what United seem to keep missing out on. It's short-termism all the time. They don't think long-term. No. And, and rather than take a hit and let Paul Pogba leave, let David De Gea leave, not sign Alexis Sanchez, they've just carried on carried on doing, making the same mistakes.
0: Yeah, yeah and that—that that is, you know, it's a big ongoing problem because we've ended up in a situation where we've got a shit squad and, you know, one of the worst wage bills in world football. So. You know, how do United start getting out of that now? Did he did he let all of these players leave on a free? Did he start running them down, or did he do the Barcelona method where they start, you know, trying to um, reduce deals and you know sort of negotiate players into lower deals? Yeah, be
6: firm with him. I don't think United have got him at the end of the day. I I really don't. I mean, the fact that there's still potentially a chance of him staying that's it's it's well, unacceptable yeah, that, that
5: speaks volumes that they're is trying to yeah. still give him stupid money and yeah. stay either that or because i can't understand if they know he's going why he's still in the team
0: yeah. and that's a that's a, that's a massive problem in it because i mean if paul pogba even even if you was a paul pogba fan now you'd probably be saying this has gone on too long because some would say two months two years ago we should have offered him a deal and said if you're not signing it you know you're yeah, on you're the you're transfer off, list yeah. and we'll sell you to Real Madrid or someone like that who was sniffing around him at the time, you know this situation has been allowed to go on now for a, over 18 months, hasn't it? Yeah. And it's it's really come to a head a bit today, hasn't it? With him well, going down the tunnel. Prob- like I think the problem with Pogba. So, sorry sorry about that.
5: Yeah. I think the problem with Pogba is though he thinks <laughs> his stock is actually higher than it actually is. So even if United wanted to sell him two years ago, I don't even think there would have be been that much of a cue to try and sign him for the sort of money as he he's—he's a YouTube footballer. He has, you know, he yeah. has moments and flashes of brilliant. It's possible to be have brilliant ability, but without being a brilliant footballer, and I think that's what he does. He—he's got all the skills. He's got all yeah. the, 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 the 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 athleticism. He's got all the technique, but he's not got the brain to be a great footballer. And um, yeah, I, I think I don't think he's going to make that much more money by leaving United. Mm. Um, even though he's going to be on a free, and obviously you make all the benefits of, you know, not having to pay the transfer fees so it goes to play. I don't think he's going to make that much more money than he's, he would do at United. But he's got ideas above his station that he should be playing yeah. for a, a title-winning squad. But he's, I won't have him anywhere near. It, he's probably. not
6: got the will. He's not got the desire to it. Like I've said it loads, he's most talented player at the club in terms of like everything that he has, attributes and everything. But he doesn't. He doesn't care. He's not. He's not bothered enough to carry on and make a difference in within the team.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I think we've, um, yeah. cool. you know, explored the Paul Pogba situation. What, what, what did you think of the match? Because I mean, my overriding feeling was I, c- I couldn't believe really the formation we were playing. Um, obviously, we went 2 0 which is great. Maybe people cry out for an attacking, um, attacking formation at home, but it was a bit mad, were not it? Because we had nobody past that layer behind the strikers. No, was... It was shocking, really, to be honest. Like the backs especially, getting caught
6: out for a couple of goals at least. Um, just everything, it was just all disjointed, it was just a classic end of season, a like, bit of fun here and there, but it, there was no brains involved really to be honest. I mean like I said Norwich played well and
0: they were kind of unlucky not to get away with a draw really in the end, you because just, that, for that third goal the keeping was horrendous. You just mentioned a bit of fun then and I think I'm keen to get both of your thoughts on this, it's, is it a bit of fun because I mean looking at the results today. Well, all of a sudden, no. Is it over? Yeah, well, it it, it drags you back in
6: because they have three points points and I still can't believe it. The the
5: one thing you say against us, though, is the the six games we've got, we've still got to play Chelsea, Arsenal and Liverpool in them three games and you wouldn't fancy us to get that many points in them sort of games if they play like they did today. I mean, you could. You, I think he's obviously got one eye on Liverpool on Tuesday night, and he's rested some of his legs midfielders. And you start if it's not if you can't play your attacking team at home to Norwich, then when can you? But I mean, that team would have been absolutely crucified against an half decent yeah. side today. Obviously, luckily you're playing the worst team in the league, and and even then they should have scored it, four it or five. Ju-
6: it just shows how bad this league is behind the <laughs> top two, really, and it. I mean, my God, I can't believe there's still. Got a, a, chance. a chance of getting there, it's just <laughs> unbelievable,
0: really. I did say that today. I so thought it's so like um, if Tottenham or Arsenal would have come under any God. kind of pressure, God, they'd so have gone so wouldn't they? Well,
5: They've they got to play so each other bad. as well, haven't they, Tottenham? And they, yeah. And Arsenal. yeah, I mean, they, the mad thing will be I mean, I don't think we'll do it anyway, but if, if United were yeah. to take sort of 12 13 points from them last 18 games, I think they would they get it. They probably fourth. would get it, yeah. Yeah. Would. yeah, yeah. Well, I, I do that, think they've got the hardest mean, run. Yeah. That's going to mean you're obviously going to take at least four points off Arsenal, Chelsea, and yeah. uh, Liverpool. I think
6: we've got the hardest start of the three, I reckon, haven't we? So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I did, yeah, I did look, though, and I mean, Arsenal have got Chelsea away, haven't they, yeah, this week? And, yeah, and they play to um, well, Arsenal, and yeah, yeah, and Tottenham's so, got the easier running of Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you still, still fancy always, Spurs. I've always
5: got a shit result in him, they, Somewhere like again, yeah. like today, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
6: it'll almost be embarrassing to, to, to sneak into 4-4. You just want money, won't want just would you, to be honest? It does show, doesn't it? Because, I mean,
0: you know, I, I saw this this week, um, you know, there's been a lot of discussion about um, City and Liverpool and the standard of game they brought about last weekend. And to be fair, you know, it was a great standard, but at the same time, you know, when Arsenal and even Chelsea, they've had some really bad results this year, um, you know, and Tottenham you saw today, the, them low, them second-tier teams just behind, the, you know, the top two, well, not just behind the miles behind, but mm. you know what I mean. And um, the next tier down, they're, they're pretty shit, aren't they? Not out, it's, it's so
5: poor. It really is. A pretty average United City team finished second last year. You know, Arsenal team full of kids are battling with it. Tottenham them all over the show. You, know, you can go West Ham. West Ham are right up there. And yeah, it's it's. Um, but then you still look round in Europe, though. And West Ham are still doing quite well in Europe. You know, United and Chelsea got through. it, I think the standard everywhere's piss poor to be honest. Standard. Yeah, yes. I just think I think everything's very methodical in terms of the way um, teams play.
6: Unfortunately, out. the two outstanding teams are the ones we absolutely despise the most. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: so what? Um, so say say we um, top four then. What what odds are you giving us if you're a bookie?
5: I think we're still third. I think we're still. would still make us third favourites of the free, yeah. just because of them games. But again, you just never know. I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd say the odds are about two, three to one.
6: Blew me. Similar, to be honest. I, I didn't think they'd get it anyway. But again, it, it's that, it's that different every week now. Like I wouldn't thought Spurs would have got beat today because they've been on decent form, and like all of a sudden, like we're right in the mix again. So, you know what? I can't even tell. Either way, I think it'll be embarrassing. Either way, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's
5: gonna be a shit team in the yeah,
6: championship yeah.
0: from England. Yeah. You? So on to the game. Apart from <clears throat> sort of the negatives, the fact that Norwich. One of the worst teams ever came yeah. back and oh, God. came back from two goals down against us. What um, I saw, I felt, I felt like I saw a few good performances today. Um, you know, like maybe two or three. Um, I saw Lindelof. I thought he played well. Ronaldo was obviously great. Yeah. Um,
6: Sancho shows a bit lively at times, but
0: oh, yeah. fuck, bloody hell, believe it. I don't know either.
6: know no, at times. Can, can not we edit a lot, that a bit out? So like <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, like. There was a couple
0: of chances in the first half. I didn't think he was outstanding.
5: It all, I don't oh, think he's, got free, else oh, he's got a free pass this season. Yeah. It's
0: unbelievable. I, I really liked uh, Matas cameo. Me, I thought mm. he was uh, really energetic as well. And I, wasn't, uh, I, I think, think he should have played more this season. You know, especially well, considering how shit we've been. I'm,
6: I'm a big fan of Matas anyway. And the fact that he hasn't featured, you know, even the other night when he came on, he was still not the best outlaw. It Don't get me wrong. He shouldn't be long term. He shouldn't be there anyway. But he should, it's been a Few years too late. He's got a clever pass in him. He's still better, better than most in that midfield. and I've always said that he's got a brain rather than a lot
0: of the others. So, lastly, just onto the Glazers. There was obviously a 17-minute protest today, staying outside the ground. Um, What was your view of it? Selling the mag. Um, What did you see? Um, Did it seem like quite lively? Lively enough when they came out.
5: It wasn't massive in terms of numbers you know, the usual chances of walking up the road. The the problem with it is, and it's all well-intentioned, and I completely get it, but you're still going into the ground. The game wasn't live on TV, it won't get that much, and I mean, the the irony will be, it will get barely any exposure, and the same people who won't give it the exposure were the ones who were moaning, saying that, United shouldn't be going and breaking into the ground, and this and stuff was, you know. They're saying, oh, you know, protesting's fine, but don't take it to this extreme, and today won't get any exposure, because they didn't do those sort of things. Will the glazers be really that asked?
6: I, I don't know. I, I said before they're probably they're probably asleep when that happens, so they're not going to say
5: much snow is over there, really. It's all well intentioned, but it's all right doing it when you when you shine. Yeah, I'm because not all gonna... that ever happens with this club is we get a couple of shiny new signings, win three games on the bounce, and everything's well again, and people forget. And it, it comes then it, instead of like. It it comes across as a bit slapped house rather than yeah
6: that's you know, rather all than the actual long term yeah, yeah they're yeah. having
5: a full yeah. full you know intention of what you're trying to achieve because it doesn't matter whether you win the league under the Blazers next year or whatever else you are still parasitic people that shouldn't be owning the football club and long term will cause it damage so you have to kind of carry on even when things are going well because that's what I think where we let ourselves down
0: and it's interesting you say that John because I remember doing one podcast this year against Newcastle at home and I couldn't really even. Define it myself, and um, the, f- the way I felt, um, because I, d- I did feel like it was Ronaldo's first game for United. He scored two. I think we, what what score was it? Three oh, two or four two? Four, four was it? Four one. Four one. We, we won a game yeah. four one. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, four one, and I just I had this real bad gut feeling after that, which I just thought to myself, I can't enjoy it as much as I want to, and it you know it was that, weren't it? You know, you saw the and uh, the cues for the. Mega store for the Ronaldo shirts. You know, we'd like,
5: you'd think we just you yeah, know yeah. that everything's rosy yeah. and That's what it'll be like. You know, it'll happen again in summer. They yeah. will spend money. They will buy players to make sure you're still up there, or, or just enough to compete for those positions where you need to be into to make the revenue. But bad.
6: yeah, again, it'll but, be the Birmans. Yeah, of course it
5: will. Yeah. It's not even so much the signings. You know, they spent enough money that could have been spent well. It's the people that they've got in charge spending that money that are unqualified to do so. They get given the jobs not because they're football experts. Is the financial experts and that's where it goes wrong. It's finances over, over football expertise all the time. And all right, maybe they are trying, maybe they have they've got some different people in this that but they're just clueless and also doing right, spend a bit of money and shut these people up. no 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 other football club in the world of of that size would put up with the shit that no. United have tubbed. But it's like the club's just a bit. You could know, tell that there's 20,000 tourists today. Who would have loved that today. Because have come to see Ronaldo score an. Hour, don't to go on action. Yeah, yeah. And, and we just bend over all the time. time. Any other
6: big club yeah. in Europe, they'd be ripping out chairs and like throwing them all over the place and doing stuff like that. It, it, it's it's just all a bit. I'm a bit here, torn me though
0: because I, meant John mentioned that they won't, you know, they won't feel anything unless we boycott. And I'm not not totally quite sure about that because, you know, that in my eyes, that's never never ever gonna be successful or happen. So well, that's why they've got you by the balls on. Yeah, no. I boycott you
5: for a certain period of time, and after a while you realise...
0: But John, it love. could happen for me if somebody said to me tomorrow, you know, if you don't go in Old traffic for five years, the Glazers will go. I wouldn't even think twice about doing yeah. it, and I wouldn't feel bad about doing it either, at all. I There's still guarantee. plenty
5: of Glazer apologists out there in that support though. Oh, still by the line that, oh look, they've spent their money, they've, you know, it's yeah, all yeah. nonsense this spout when you don't look behind the behind the transfer fees and the, the players they're signing and not realising that the club's just run a shambles and you know si- signing players is not the be all and end all of, the, of being running a successful football club so that's the problem though there's not enough there's not enough clued up element in that sense there's, there's too many people that, you, you it's too splintered 70 it's so not at own mm-hmm. we and we talked to a guy before paid 500 quid for three tickets for the game and that's yeah. it is there not to tears yeah. to it
0: in my eyes there's, there's sort of tears to it so fair enough you might go in the ground but you don't need to buy something else, and I know we've been through all of this, and yeah. but people do, people are buying, you know, I, I, I noticed a group of people today, about ten, and nine of them had Ronaldo shirts on, so they've all bought them this season, you know, it, even if you do go in the ground, surely these other tiers yeah. are sort of protesting. Yeah,
5: well that's where you've got to yeah. because them, match because day, match day revenue these days is not, I mean, it's nowhere near what it used to be, I think United's like 20% or something, so they're, they're not completely reliant on match day revenue, but it's more... What, what the image that it puts over so you know do sponsors still want to pay them stupid money if you're not buying shirts So Adidas is going to give you that massive contract if people aren't buying it uh, you know are, are all these sponsors going to get involved if they see an half empty ground so it's more it's not so much the financial hit of not going in the ground it's more the image that it portrays of the club mm. and, and stops the revenue streams coming from where they genuinely are still making money and will continue to make money regardless of how unsuccessful United are because of the size of the club and the amount when, of the people that's involved in.
6: When, when it hit the sponsorship side earlier in the year, they got worried then, like, so, like for the training ground and stuff like that. They were, they were genuinely worried but listen, at that point listen, and nothing was kept do, up on
5: that. You listen to when they do these quarterly, you know, reviews as definitely shareholders. All they go on about is, they go on about things like Twitter hits, yeah. how many hits they get for these signings. It's a massive deal for sponsors, the fact that how popular United are, even more so than winning trophies or anything else what's more important is that United are just constantly getting that attention you know, them hits, them them likes on social media, likes and things like that that's where they've they've got you and that's why United are then able to sell these massive sponsorship deals because they're putting it out It's it's like trying to advertise when Coronation Street's on rather than Homes Under the Hammer it'll cost you more money because people are watching it so how do you
0: counter that? so obviously I hear this thing about you saying boycott and boycott the match and things like that and don't go in but realistically you know they're never going to have 76,000 people boycotting so what do you do as an individual to sort of hit that sort of money
5: oriented thinking it's not like so it's not just a boycott of the ground it's you've got to try and boycott everything you've got to try and make them unpopular you've got to try and make the, the, the old thing seem a little bit toxic you've got to try and avert them sponsors and them commercial deals they're where they're yeah. making the money you've got to somehow try to hit them in that sense so that United are not a massive attraction for these people to want to be linked with a football club how you do that I don't know because there will always be somebody who doesn't really care about the places or anyone else They just will, and they'll, they'll still be attracted to the headline news unfortunately memory, whether it's good or bad
6: there's a massive majority unfortunately that are not really bothered and you saw it you kind of saw it today as well with like there's a lot of people that you wouldn't Usually, see about today, and they're not bothered. Corporate one. yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was a very, very to- a toxic booted. atmosphere yeah. in there today, and half yeah. of it
5: come because there was infighting between the fans because they're not yeah. united in, in a sense of, of what they want to achieve. Some people still think it's a bad idea to be protesting, people want to get behind the team, people, and it's you, that's why they've got you by the balls all the time. It's, it's so difficult to sit there and say. This is the way to do it and to try to get everyone on side because not everybody thinks the way we do in fact sadly i'd say we're in the minority
0: okay so we'll wrap it up now um do you have a man in the match lads i, I think i do um paul pogba for me
5: no <laughs> uh, for
0: united oh it's got to be ronaldo ain't it
5: yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah 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 i'll give it ronaldo yeah. not not just um his goals but I thought he put real, really put a shift in today and his body language not as not as bad as you know maybe recent months um, which I have seen drop off but yeah I'll give it Ronaldo too but a, a, a special mention to two I'd like, um, Matter off the bench I thought his um, application was great and also Lindelof I thought really good game despite literally no midfield in front of him, um, I thought he really stuck with it and dispossessed a lot of the time under significant pressure so give Lyndall off a shout too but anyway um, we'll be back against is it Brentford at home the next Brentford, game yeah. yeah Brentford at home Monday night um, I'm sure we'll have somebody on the next away game which is Liverpool, Liverpool will on Liverpool on Tuesday, Tuesday. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, trying to get a ticket for that so yeah um, thanks to everybody um, thanks for listening and hopefully you know we'll be back with another United win next time too thanks bye Yeah.